the Real Estate You podcast with Letty Ann. Welcome to Real Estate You with Letty Ann. We are delighted to have Robin Stevens with us this morning. Her company name is Robin Stevens Feng Shui. Welcome, Robin. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on our show today. We are going to talk feng shui. First, I want to say behind this, in the studio behind me, the front door is due to my back. How bad is that? So so my back is to the front door right now. And uh, when when they set up the studio, I told them yesterday, oh, I think that's a bad, bad. Is it bad? Well... Um, if it's a temporary situation, I'm not going to call it catastrophic, but if that was your desk and your back was to your desk, that's not a great thing. Um, when our backs are to a door, especially at our desk, it's, uh, almost like we've abdicated control of our careers because we can't see what's coming down the pike and our subconscious hates it. There's, oh my gosh, Lydia, this could be a whole hour. I mean, there's I know, so I much know. I've got so many questions for you and we, 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 we haven't even gotten to the real estate part, but uh, not a good idea for your back. If you're at a desk for your back to the door, what about back to window? You know, a window is less concerning, but um, not ideal. But an easy fix is just to put a mirror in front of you so that when you look in the mirror, when you're sitting there, you can see the, the window or the door behind you. If you can't, if you can't move your desk. So Robin, you uh, have your own feng shui business and we're going to talk today about some of the myths and misconceptions, misconceptions. Um, however, some people are really savvy with feng shui and others are, oh, I kind of heard of it, but I'm not really sure what it's about. But then uh, we have uh, clients who build homes and they, uh, they don't really maybe say it's feng shui, but they, they have to face a certain way and their, the, the back of their house has to face a certain way, but more importantly, the front. Um, so we want to kind of dial this into the importance of feng shui in real estate. However, before we get there, when I was in my single life and whatnot, my girlfriend from Cleveland called Janet Leneve. If you're watching right now, Janet Stein Leneve, she called me one day and says, how many nightstands do you have in your bedroom? And I go, I don't know. Let me, I don't know. What do you, this is kind of a weird call. Why are you asking me this? She's my best friend from high school. So I went upstairs and I'm like, oh, I have one nightstand. She goes, you just answered your question. <laughs> she goes, get another nightstand. Is that right? Yeah. Well, you know, and so much about feng shui is uh, symbolism. And, um, you know, I listen very carefully to the adjectives that people use. And one of my teachers made this connection that I love. If, you know, if you are single or if maybe the, the, the partners that you're attracting to yourself are the one night stands, check out, do you only have one nightstand? It's crazy how the things that are in, ho- are in our homes and how they're set up manifest out into our lives. So it was great advice. If you were looking for a partner, a second nightstand, I'm sure approved. And in no way am I suggesting I've had several one night stands, but let's move on. So (laughs) I'm not implying that I'm not implying that it's uh, but you know, it's when she said it, it was like, oh my gosh, even if that means 
that what's that's what that means. I've got to change it. So um, there's what is feng shui? If someone someone actually said to me the other day, I said, oh, I'm going to have Robin on. She's a, a, she has a feng shui business. They said, what's that? What is that? So feng shui has been around for thousands and thousands of years. And so it's, it's hard to encapsulate it all into just even this like 15, 20 minute conversation. But um, it's simply it's the art and science of balancing and harmonizing your space, which kind of in a nutshell just means it's the stuff that you have, what you do with the stuff, how you decorate, how you live. Because every if you think about it like this, um, a friend of mine coined this term order form to the universe. You know, your, your home is like your order form to the universe. Everything in your space has a direct impact on you. Just like we said earlier with this, with the nightstands. And so you tell the universe what you want by how you surround yourself, what you live, how you live. Is there clutter? Is it dirty? Is it organized? Um, think that whole like attracts like, you know, based on how you live, that's the kind of energy of opportunities and experiences and people that you attract to yourself. Now it's way more than that. It's also about the shape of your home, how the your home sits on the lot, how it's in con- conjunction with streets and um, where your toilets and your stairs and all of that is. And that's the stuff that you probably want to reach out to a feng shui consultant, but keeping a clean home, keeping it organized, surrounding the things that, that you love, the things that you keep not out of guilt but because you love them, I mean, that's how you can have a direct influence on every aspect of your life. What do you think the most common m- myths about feng shui are? The one then I hear- we'll, well, then we'll talk about uh, real estate and uh, the home and the existing homes and then those who are looking for homes as well. Perfect. So I have been a student of feng shui for about 20 years, and I've done it professionally for... Um, Sorry, still have the landline. I've done it professionally for about eight. So I've heard everything, but the most common one that I hear is, um, is it's that it's a religion. And it's not religion. It's actually more about common sense than anything else. And as I said earlier, it's rooted in art and science. So and it's not superstition. Um, it's not a passing fad. It's been around for thousands of years, but it's really only been in the Midwest um, or excuse me, in the Western world in the United States for the last 50, but like everything else, it takes forever to get to us here in the Midwest. So it's um, very popular on the coast and we're still kind of catching up here in, in the Kansas City area. Right. So if you're uh, just tuning in, I'm talking with Robin Stevens today of Robin Stevens Feng Shui. She is a local uh, business owner here in the Kansas City metropolitan area. And you can contact uh, Robin. We'll put her contact information right here on the screen for you. Uh, We're getting advice from her about Feng Shui and how it relates to life, common sense and your home. So, Robin, if someone is out looking for a home, what is the best advice you might have for them for home buyers? So I think the first thing I would say is, you know, don't rush the decision. I, I hear so many clients that I, that when I go to them, it's like, you know, I just, I rushed this decision and this wasn't the right house for me. And I'm, I'm not saying take as long as I took to find the home that was right for us, but just don't rush the decision. It's the biggest you know, investment that you're probably ever, most of us will ever make. The second thing is 
I would really pay attention to how the house is situated with the street. You know, um, I would avoid a home where you're at the end of a street and the, and the, and the street is coming right at your house. That, that's, that's a big one. Would that be including a cul-de-sac as well? Or if maybe if you're the house that's right in there and not on the one of the curves. Yeah, I would avoid that. You know, we call that tiger eyes because it's like the eyes of a tiger are coming right at you. It's a lot of really harsh, aggressive energy with those with cars coming at the home. And I have seen some really um, traumatic situations in every single one of those homes that I've that I've been in. I've seen addictions. I've seen bankruptcies. I've seen, um, you know, suicides. So I, it's really a situation that I would avoid. And I, if I would encourage you to steer your clients away from for sure. Well, you're not saying cul-de-sac. You're simply saying the road that leads to the cul-de-sac, the house that's straight away, like you're saying right there. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So that's a big one. And that's, that's going really, really deep. But then um, as far as, you know, just I think you have to really tune into how you feel when you walk into the house. That's the biggest thing. If, if you're if you're not feeling it, don't force it. I often say honor you in your intuition. Um, and you mentioned don't buy a house too quickly. Uh, oftentimes, I, I think one of the major complaints to NAR, the National Association of Realtors, is my realtor made me buy my house. Um, so you really need to write and, and it's not like someone made them, but if a buyer I'm working with walks into a home and says, Oh, we love it, love it, love it. I, Cause they're so excited, so happy, so emotionally, like emotional overload. I'll say, I'm going to ask you to sleep on it because I have your list here of, um, wants and needs. And there's nothing on about this house that fits your wants and needs. And they get upset for a second and they're like, oh no, but this is every, all the houses are going fast. And I said, it doesn't mean you have to buy this one. So remember who you hire matters, folks. Just, just a reminder. Oh my gosh. Let me just step in. You are so right. I remember doing a program on Feng Shui 101 and I had a realtor raise her hand and um, she was really pushing back on some of the things I was saying. It's like, you know, if you're putting your clients first and their needs first, that's always going to serve you and them. And it's, it's because otherwise, if you're, if you're forcing your client into a bad situation, that affects every single aspect of their lives. And, you know, you, as the realtor, you are their guru, their Sherpa through this whole thing. And you, um, you, you influence them so much and having that, I love that you have that their wants and their needs and that you're making that a point. Um, whenever I get something, I get these energy, I'm getting such an energy hit about that. You just said that and I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. That's deserving. So. I'm ringing the bell on that one, Robin. I'm ringing the bell. Andy, I'm ringing the bell. So, yes, I mean, it's so important because it's such a big decision. They're going to be there for years. And you you have to have that buyer's consultation. What are your needs? What are your wants? I write them down. I carry them with me every time I'm with that client uh, because they, they get sidetracked. Squirrel, hey, this house has a pool. Let's write it up. You don't want a pool. Well, we maybe we do. No, you don't because you told me you didn't last month when we met. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just important to, even though they are the client, they're in charge of what they want, but you're there to be their guiding force. And the reminder, 
you know, what about the fenced in yard and the three car garage, you know, and they're like, oh, oh, yeah. Okay. I said, just do me a favor and sleep on it. Call me first thing in the morning. And if you still feel this energetic and excited about it, we will write up the offer. And they, the, yay, the phone rings and I'm like, okay, guys, what's up? They're like, thank you. I'm like, okay, well, we'll, we'll keep, we'll keep looking, you know, and we have, so. And, you know, I'll tell you, I, we, I, I, I know what I'm looking for. I had a very specific list and we've been on the hunt for about two years. You can only imagine how picky I am. And I remember we were in one house that I was kind of trying to force and my realtor was like, no, no, no. You know, she's like, this isn't for you. And I'm so grateful that she, she stopped that squirrel energy for me. And that led us to this house, which we've, you know, we've been in for four years and every day we just walk around going, I love my house. I love my house. And when you love your house, it loves you back. Yeah. It's especially pandemic, stay at home, things like that. Now we want to, we want to feel safe and secure and grounded in our own home because we really don't have that anywhere else for, for the most part. Right. right. You are so right. And now more than ever is a great time for people to really focus on their homes, which I know they're doing. Um, but start with the easy stuff. Start with purging. You know, when, when we um, keep things from our past that are no longer wanted, relevant, or needed, that right. keeps us stuck in the past. Let's, let's say that again, Robin, because that's worth saying again. Yeah. When we keep things from our past that are no longer wanted, relevant, or needed, it keeps us stuck in the past and unable to move forward. So I think that's very much about common sense. You know, when we, are, when we surround ourselves with clutter, our brains are cluttered and it's un, it's very difficult to make decisions and to move forward. Um, you know, there's so much about uh, feng shui that's common sense and starting with this low hanging fruit, the cleaning, the purging, the organizing, um, sometimes that by itself will raise the energy, raise the vibration of the space. And that's all you need to do. Sometimes it's more complicated. Yeah. What other advice uh, can you give the homeowner? Maybe just in the next couple of minutes, um, uh, if, if someone's at home, well, what can I do? Simply put, what in my kitchen? Let's look at the most popular rooms: the, the kitchen and the master bedroom and master you know bathroom. What I would love to do, I, I, if you don't mind, I would like to talk about the front door. The front yes. door is the most important and powerful space in your home because, like our mouths nourish our bodies, the front door nourishes the home, and through the front door comes this flow of energy, and on that flow of energy comes opportunities and blessings and good fortune. And so right now as we're, you know, racing through fall to go into winter is the best time to clean your front door. I would get rid of the seasonal pots, the dead energy, clean the cobwebs, the leaves, wipe down your house numbers, wipe down your light fixtures, make sure your light fixtures working your house number and your light fixtures are like your open sign to the universe. So make sure those are those look good and fresh and clean. Um, especially if you, of course, if you're getting ready to sell your house, you know, that should be one of the first things that you work on. Um, and just get that spot ready and, and set intentions that you're waiting for company. Very important company to come to you as you're cleaning it because you are. You're, you're, the company that you're waiting for is opportunities and experiences and people and we want the best of the best so set the stage for that for that energy to so that you can receive it so not just the front door but the whole front porch the steps leading up to the porch 
Uh, all of it. Yeah. And now I'm thinking about my dead plant that I saw yesterday when I got the mail and I'm like, oh, that looks so ugly. Why are you doing yeah. that? We don't <laughs> want any. Yeah. We don't want any dead or dying en- energy anywhere, really anywhere, but specifically near our front door. And, you know, I always say curb appeal is not for just when you're selling your house. You should pay attention to your curb appeal every single day. Um, you know, you want you want good fortune to, to find you. I mean, there's plenty for everybody, but you don't want it to pass you by. Like attracts like. Like attracts like. So true. I probably say that about once a day. Um, plus, you talked about purging. I love the part about the front door because it's a mindset of I'm open, I'm clean, I'm ready to embrace what's coming my way. Uh, I'm not like, ooh, like, you know, I went out to get the mail yesterday and I was like, ooh, I got to get rid of that pot. And I'm, oh my gosh, the leaves were all swirling. It was so windy. Like there's, it was like one of those uh, money, uh, money swirly air things, like grabbing leaves. It was crazy. And I'm like, maybe I'll do this another day. So Um, I love it. But also when people are getting ready to move or thinking about getting ready to move, they're looking around their home going, oh, my word, I've got two decades of items here from the kids, from their sports. Oh, this was mom's thing. Oh, this was my grandma's so-and-so. Oh, look at all these photos we've saved. Oh, look at all these pots we've collected for our our landscaping and things like that. So uh, a continual purge um, probably is good for the mindset as well. You know, it, it absolutely is. In feng shui, we say space equals opportunity. And if your space is full up with stuff that you don't use, that you don't love, there's no room for new opportunities, experiences, and people to come your way. Um, so make room for them. You know, and, and as you're doing all of that, set the intention that you know your your um, maybe your bank accounts are always growing or you are in collaborative, healthy, happy relationships with, you know, your, your life partner or your coworkers or your clients. It's when you, when you combine feng shui action with your intentions, that's when the magic really starts to happen. I've seen everything from unexpected checks in the mail to um, promotions, um, new jobs, new relationships, just simply because people have often done simple things. Maybe it's painting a room that, that needed that, you know, to a color they love and to, instead of one they were just tolerating or adding a plant or cleaning out a closet. It's just shifting the energy just gives you so much opportunity for all the wonderful things in life. There's so much to know about feng shui that there's no way we can do this in about 20 minutes. We have just a few minutes left and I, I want to be sure every, anyone who wants to contact you, first of all, uh, Robin's information is on the screen. So please reach, reach out to Robin with your questions, send her an email or a text, or if you're in the local Kansas city area, perhaps set up an appointment to meet with Robin. Um, I have maybe three more questions in the last couple of minutes. Uh, one of which who, who's your ideal client, Robin? So I find my ideal client is mainly women my age in this range that are just, they're kind of on this other side. They're they're feeling a little stuck. Maybe their kids are grown or they're looking for that next thing in life that they want to do. Um, And they don't know where to start. You know, we know that if we eat healthy and if we take care of ourselves and we exercise um, all these wonderful things, everything is better and happier and more positive. We just operate better, but equally as important is our space. And so I just, I'm like a detective. I come in and I look through your space and help you identify the things that are holding you back. 
Love that. So that whether that's someone's office space, like their office, like I'm in my real office today, uh, transformed in our, into our studio. Um, but you would also go to their office, their home, um, any places they probably frequent most. Okay. And if they wanted to uh, learn more about feng shui before or after they meet with you, what, what's your go-to book? So my go-to book is one called... Um, Move Your Stuff, Change Your Life. I don't know if you can see it. Uh, Move Your Stuff, Change Your Life by, uh, tell us the author again too, please. It's Karen Rao Carter. And um, this was, this was so my jumping off point, I will tell you, was, was a consultation. And I thank goodness I did that because feng shui is very complicated. And so when I had that consultation, I was hooked. I just read everything, you know, it was before... You know, I, I was getting newsletters, but this book, the thing I loved about it was it was fun. It was funny. It was easy to follow. Um, some of the references are a little dated, but, you know, they still they still work. Um, also, if you go to my website, there's a section called In the Media, and there's little snippets on little, you know, short little TV segments that can give you um, a feel for um, little bit, little different areas of feng shui. And um, also kind of give you a feel for my personality. So it gives you an idea. Because the thing I love about feng shui is we have so much fun during a consultation. We laugh, you know, we point out the the things that are holding you back. But it is so productive. It's empowering. And it's just people get so motivated and so excited. And they fall back in love with their homes. Awesome. I'll tell you what, I'm going to make an appointment with you for sure. Leave us with this. So there's uh, some things, what often people say is something about, is a mirror in the bedroom supposed to be bad? No, it's not bad. It just depends on where it's located. I know there's this misconception. Just make sure that when you're in your bed, that you cannot see yourself in a reform. So don't put it on the ceiling. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Well, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to judge or anything, but probably not. <laughs> but so something, oh, just so you can't see yourself, because often people say like, don't have a mirror in there, use your mirror in your bathroom, things like that. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Just yeah. being you silly can't about it. You can see yourself when you're laying in bed, you're not looking at yourself in the mirror. Ah, gotcha. Very good. Yeah. And uh, in just a, a few seconds, uh, stairs leading out the front door. So is that like if someone's in a, two, the stairs are coming right down and go straight out the front door? Exactly. That's. What that is, you know, we want the energy to come in and we want it to be able to flow through the house. The stairs out the front door is really a loss of resources. And people who have their stairs facing the front door might often struggle financially, struggle with careers, struggle with relationships or a multitude of things. It's like your, it's like your resources are just leaving. Um, obviously, you're not going to move your stairs, but there's a, there's a depending on this, how they're set up and, and how close they are to the stairs, there's a lot of things that we can do to adjust the energy. And, you know, I'm never going to tell someone, you know, rip this out, get rid of that wall. We'll, we'll just talk about ways to to mitigate right. that through energetic flow. Okay, and my producers are giving me the signal here. It's time for us to wrap it up. However, purse on the floor, big no-no. Right. First on the floor, money out the door, but money out the door. I tell everybody that I tell my, my stepdaughters that I'm like, Oh girl, don't put your purse on the floor. They're like, why? And I'm like, I don't remember, but it's not good. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. I just did a program last week on how to feng shui your wallet and your purse. 
Yeah. Oh, so many great it's tips. So Look, fun. we we welcome having you back, Robin. Uh, I want to get a date on your calendar for, for me to have a consult. And please, everyone, go to robinstevensfengshui.com, and we'll have that right on the screen for you here. Thank you so much for your information. There's so much to know, and um, we're hopeful people are going to reach out to you with some questions. And I look forward to seeing you again very soon, Robin. Thank you so much. Thanks, Lydia.